What's up, True Life? My name is Whitney Fluke, and I'm the Next Gen's Director here at True Life. I'm so excited to be with you all this weekend, and I want to welcome any first-time guests that are joining us today. We're currently in a series called Welcome Home, and for whatever reason, this series makes me think of front door mats. So naturally, I'm going to show you some of my favorite front door mats. So for those of you who have a pool or have been hanging out at the pool recently, you might really like this one. Welcome to our ool. Notice there's no pee in it. Let's keep it that way. All right, and then what about this one? I love this. And I know if I went to someone's house and I saw this mat, I totally would jump over it. I don't know about you. Definitely not a trap door. And I absolutely want this mat, so if someone wants to buy it for me, I'll gladly receive it. I'm just kidding. Actually, a bit seriously, if you want to get it for me. And it makes me want to sing, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And you can sing, too, if you want, because I know you want to. Hello, is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. All right, I'm going to stop. So before we get in today's message, I want to thank Pastors Michael and Amanda for giving me the chance to share today. And I also want to give credit to Brad Dreibelbliz over at The Journey for today's message, as well as all the Dream Teamers who are working incredibly hard to pull off today's service. Today's message, we're talking about insecurity. I know, insecurity is not the most exciting thing to talk about. I get it. So how about... This weekend, we talk about the next concert we're going to go to or sports. Wait, never mind, because those don't really exist right now. 2020 certainly has been full of lots of surprises. Not only has there been a global pandemic, but then there were murder hornets, toilet paper flying off of shelves, and worst of all, middle-aged moms trying to learn TikTok dances. I'm sure we all can agree that this year is nothing like what we expected. I mean, I remember mapping out some personal goals this year, and those have been impacted, and now we're stuck. We're stuck in our homes more than we want. We're stuck behind a mask to go to the grocery store. We're just stuck, not knowing what's going to happen next. And being stuck leads us to getting frustrated or discouraged or maybe even a little insecure. Sometimes we feel like the world is crashing around us and we're holding on to anything that we think will keep us afloat. That's us just trying to find security. We've all done it. Maybe for you, it's hoping your job would satisfy you or looking to a relationship that'll make you happy. It's almost like we're a hermit crab and the second something rocks our world, we retreat into our shell and close ourselves off from the world around us. Not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually too. But that's not really how we're meant to live. Jesus came to make our life better, not worse. So how do we walk this kind of life out? How do we do it? The life that was meant for us, how do we reopen our lives to what God has for us next, regardless of where we're at right now? In the Bible, there's this group of people that wondered the same question. They were God's chosen people, meaning he loved them and they loved him. They're called the Israelites. In the Bible, we find that the Israelites were led out of slavery toward a land that God promised just for them. 
In fact, here's what God says. But I have promised you, you will possess their land because I will give it to you as, you as your possession, a land flowing with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God who has set you apart from all other, other people. Not only is this a life that God has given them, he's promising it's gonna be good. The land's full of milk and honey, or in the 21st century's terms, crab cakes and filet mignon. Or for my vegan friends out there, salad and veggie burgers. There are four things that I want you to remember from today's message. Here's number one. God's plan for you is good. God looks at your life and has good things in store for you. In fact, he's promising it to you. When God made you, he created you with a purpose and for a purpose. He put you on this earth to complete a mission. Christine Kane says it this way. God saw a problem in the earth and he put you on the earth to help solve the problem. Does that mean that everything in your life is always gonna be crab cakes and filet mignon? Absolutely not. Sometimes it's gonna feel like a three-day-old Arby's Reuben. But the plan that God has for you is good. Sometimes we personally are the ones that get in the way. Sometimes we get our eyes off of good things. We get our eyes off of God. We start getting insecure because we're feeling uncertain. Or we complain when life doesn't go our way. We close ourselves off from that plan that God has for us. For some of you, that could be the reason why you haven't gotten serious about your relationship with Jesus, because you don't feel like he's come through for you. This happened to the Israelites. They got their eyes off of God's plan for their lives and the land he promised them. And instead, he tried to do life, instead they tried to do life on their own. And here's what happens to them next. The Israelites had traveled in the wilderness for 40 years until all the men who were old enough to fight in battle when they left Egypt had died. For they had disobeyed the Lord and the Lord vowed he would not let them enter the land he had sworn to give us, a land flowing with milk and honey. So 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, does this season of your life sort of feel like you're wandering in the wilderness? It might not be 40 years, maybe it's 40 days. 40 days scrolling through social media and isolating yourself from anyone else so you don't have to talk about what's really going on in your life. 40 days of wondering if the call from your boss will be to pack up and go or to come back to work. And those 40 days have just left you unemployed, unsettled, or unmotivated to go towards the good plan God has for you because you just can't see it anymore. Here's the second thing we gotta know today. God's plan for you requires endurance. For the past few months, I've experienced different feelings. There were days I never wanted to connect with people. I felt like I didn't have what it took to be the leader I wanted to be or the friend I needed to be. I started to think that life would just always be this way. Endurance is what I truly needed, and in fact, God's plan requires it. 
You can't decide you wanna run a marathon in a, in a day. I know that from personal experience. You build up towards it. You build up your endurance. You build up your mileage. And too often we get frustrated and discouraged. We haven't arrived at the finish line when in reality we've only been training for a few days and we've decided to quit. Listen, God's plan for you is good. Don't quit. Don't stop running. Don't stop fighting through that insecurity. Put one foot in front of the other and continue with endurance. For the Israelites, God brings them out of that difficult season and they press forward. They come to the Jordan River, which is right on the border of the new land that God is giving to them. Check out what happens next. So the people left their camp to cross the Jordan and the priest who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, which is basically a symbol of God being with them, went ahead of them. It was the harvest season, and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priest who were carrying the Ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began backing up a distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zarethan. And the water below that point flowed onto the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. So crazy things happen. A couple guys dip their toes in the water and God causes the water to stop upriver like a dam and dry land appears for the Israelites to walk to the other side. God comes through. He does the impossible. One of the things that I'm gonna miss the most this summer is participating in local 5Ks. Can anyone relate or is there something else that you're gonna be missing? I know for me growing up, I've had a tradition of participating in a few races over the summer. I remember one race back in July of 2009. It was seriously like four million degrees outside and 300% humidity. The gun went off for the start and it felt nearly impossible getting to the finish line. You'd finally reach a point on the course where there was shade and a little breeze, only to realize that you had a mile and a half left with the sun beaming directly on you all the way till the end. That's probably how the Israelites felt after crossing the river, exhausted from hauling their stuff all day in the hot sun. Sure, they were one step closer to the land God had promised them, and had just seen something impossible happen. But just getting the work done in the day felt exhausting. So let me ask you something. Have you felt like that the past few weeks? Maybe you've seen something impossible happen. Money came in that you weren't expecting, or a friend of yours experienced a miracle in their health. But you get to the end of the day, and you're still so far off from where you wanna be and it's tempting to just close back off to everything around you. The amazing thing is that God knew his people would feel this way, so here's what he tells Joshua, the leader of Israel, the leader of Israelites. When all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, now choose 12 men, one from each tribe. Tell them, take 12 stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan. Carry them out and pile them up at the place where you will camp tonight. 
So Joshua called together the 12 men he had chosen, one from each of the tribes of Israel. He told them, go into the middle of the Jordan in front of the ark of the Lord your God. Each of you must pick up one stone and carry it on your shoulder, 12 stones in all, one for each of the 12 tribes of Israel. We will, we will use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, they remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. The Israelites had been here before. Remember, they saw God's plan for them, and it was good. It was a land full of crab cakes and filet mignon. Then they got their eyes off of God's plan, and they tried to control life on their own and ended up wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. Finally, God helps them again by getting them across the river. Only this time, they're determined not to forget it. They're going to remember what God did for them. So what has God done for you recently? Has he given you peace in a tough situation? Has he provided you with a friend that encourages you? Maybe you're thinking, God hasn't done anything for me. Look where I'm at. We're halfway through 2020. Graduation and prom were canceled. My finances took a dive. I feel like I look like the giant violet from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I mean, at this point, I just want to forget this year even happened. Whether we can see what God has done for us recently or not, it brings us to the third thing that we need to know this weekend. What you go through determines where you go to. What you have gone through, your past decisions, actions, circumstances, all determine where you end up. So like the Israelites, pause and reflect. Take a moment and consider what the last four months have been like. Build a way to remember this season for yourself. Is life better or worse since March? What happened that made it that way? What decisions were made or what habits were formed that made it that way? Did you spend more time alone or making time for friends? Did you focus on the things that you can control or just get consumed over the news headlines? It should be no surprise by where we ended up. We took the path to get here. I did too. We're all in this together. And the good news is that the same can be said for the path out. What you go through determines where you go to. So do you want to get unstuck and flourish? What do you want for your future? We need to reopen our lives to the plan God has for us all along. Intentionally put some habits in your life that will help you get there. Start with joining service consistently. Tune in online, even if it means it's hard to focus. Get in a small group, go for a walk with a friend, even if you have to wear a mask. Ask them about their life. Open your life up to connection that your soul desperately needs. Make a difference and serve someone else even when it's inconvenient or uncomfortable. Speaking of serving, I am so extremely proud of you, True Life. You served your city so well, and it's amazing to see you step outside of our four walls and love people so well. So remember, God's plan for us is good. God's plan requires endurance. What you go through determines where we go to. 
When I was a teenager, I remember giving, I remember God giving me this impression on my spirit that I was gonna be a youth leader, that I was gonna impact the next generation. I know, it, it might sound really weird, and I didn't exactly know what I was supposed to do with that. And I'm pretty sure no one would have ever guessed in a million years that I'd be doing what I'm doing now. But I couldn't get the thought out of my mind. It was basically gorilla glued in my head. So fast forward to college, I pulled away from God's plan for my life. I was exploring what I wanted for my life. I wasn't growing in my faith. Life began to feel full, but then it plummeted to, com to complete and utter emptiness. I became distant, and one week, my cross-country teammate, Jeanette, pulled me aside and we had a conversation that I see now as a life-altering one. Long story short, she encouraged me to check out this church called True Life. I don't know, maybe you've heard of it. So that next Sunday, I went. I was greeted by dream teamers at the front door who were a breath of fresh air, Chrissy Andell and Brian Schaefer. And I truly, I can't explain all of this, but all of a sudden, something just came alive in me. And the impression of my purpose that was once there as a teenager returned. I decided to recommit myself to Jesus for his plan for my life and go all in with this life-giving community. So let's skip forward to November of 2017 and I was offered the opportunity to join the staff at True Life and I was so excited. They offered me the job to be the next gens director and I honestly, I took it and I was like, this is my dream job and I'm so excited. So after many months in the role, I, I battled with crazy awful thoughts of insecurity. Thoughts of I wasn't smart enough, I wasn't good enough, strong enough, I had no solid experience. And I started to internally break down. It was honestly one of the toughest seasons. So maybe you're feeling that way right now. You're fighting insecurity and it feels like insecurity is winning. You tried to trust God with the good plan he has for your life, but you can't see it anymore. You've tried to run with endurance, but you're just out of strength. You got knocked down too many times. Someone posted something that made you question everything. I'm with you today having gone through that season, having gone up against a pile of insecurity, and I had to remind myself that God gave me that impression in my heart that he wanted to use me to impact the next generation. He never said, hey Whitney, if you do this and this and this and oh yeah and this, don't screw up. He, he totally gave me a clear vision for my life. So I'm here to encourage you. Let's go, come on, let's get up, spend some time with God, Get the encouragement that you need from his word. Join that small group this summer and remember that there is victory ahead, but only if you'll get up. That's what the Israelites did. They got up and in fact, the first town on the other side of the Jordan River was the city of Jericho. It had high walls, soldiers guarding the entire city. Everyone in the area was afraid of them and victory seemed impossible. But the Israelites were promised the land by God. They'd endured, they endured a lot to this point. They'd seen the impossible made possible. So they weren't insecure. God told them that they'd have victory over Jericho. 
if they would simply walk around the city once a day for six days, and then on the seventh day, walk around it seven times. And on the final lap around of the city, the Israelites made a ton of noise, and let's watch what happens. When the people heard the sound of the rams, the ram's horns, they shouted as loud as they could. Suddenly the walls of Jericho collapsed and the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. So here's the fourth thing that I need you to remember today. You will be victorious. Do you want your life to be more than it is right now? Do you wanna get unstuck and back on track with God's plan for you? Then come on, I know it feels impossible right now. I know it feels like Jericho. The walls are high, the enemy is fierce, but guess what? If 4,000 years ago, God helped the Israelites cross the Jordan River on dry land, I know he's capable of bringing you through whatever you're facing right now. When we listen to the voice of God, more than the voice of our insecurity, we will be victorious. So let's sum up what we talked about. God's plan is good. God's plan requires endurance. What you go through determines where you go to. You will be victorious. Let me pray for us today. Some of you can relate to the story of God's people. In fact, especially the beginning part, the wandering in the desert. You've been wandering through life, trying to find that thing that will make you happy or finally satisfy some piece of you that feels like it's missing. I've tried that. I tried it for a while with my life. And can I tell you that without a relationship with God, your life will just continue to be about wandering. But when we put our faith and our trust in Jesus, the one who died to make us right with God, we could have a relation, so that we could have a relationship with him, all of a sudden that Jericho that stands in your way crumbles to the ground because of the power of God in your life. You can have everything your heart truly desires in the first place, closeness with the one who created you. If you want that today, let's pray together. Father, I haven't given you my life and I want to, I want to. God, come into my life, show me my purpose, show me who you've made me to be. I give my life to you, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you made that decision to put your faith in Jesus today, I'd like you to fill out a connection card and we wanna give you practical ways to start your new journey in your relationship with Jesus. For now, stay tuned for a few minutes as our host closes out.